chapter and the 13th verse. Amen. He found it written this manner. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked to those that brought them. And when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased. And said unto them, Suffer the little children not, suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. He took them up in his arms and put his hands upon them and blessed them. Blessed them, not baptized them, but blessed them. Amen. Amen. Those that baptize little ones, they don't know what they are doing. But we thank God for the revelation of the hour because we know what we are supposed to do. Amen. Amen. All right. There we go. How are you, Masango? God bless you. Ah, we, we are careful. <laughs> Amen. 
uh, uh, what's the name? Sinetemba. Let's bow our heads. It's a baby boy. Okay, you must be happy. All right, let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this little boy. Dear God, the parents requested this bundle of joy from you. And when the boy arrived, they thought that it was befitting that they should come to the house of the Lord just to thank you, dear God, because life comes from you. And when, when life is here, we've got to thank you as a source of life. Now they know that they don't know what tomorrow holds, but you know what tomorrow holds. So that is why the authority, it was responsible of them to bring this little boy into the church so that the hands could be laid upon the boy as per the scripture. As they brought little ones to Jesus, he blessed them. I'm here, dear God. I'm not Jesus, but I'm his representative as a minister of the gospel. Dear God, we live during a time where babies are attacked by all kinds of spirits. I bind all demonic activities that may come and be want to derail the life of this child. Whatever lies ahead of a journey called life, it should always be remembered that there was a minister of the gospel that held hands, this boy into his hands and committed this boy to you, dear God. Our greatest desire is that when he cometh of age, he should be a minister of the gospel. For so we need such into the kingdom of God. Dear God, instill a sense of wisdom on the parents on how to raise this child. They must know that only God and God alone can raise this child. And they need to partner with God. As I commit the boy into your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. All right. Holy Test got a baby brother. Amen. Uh, just a quick one, Brother Rashilo and Sister Rachel, the one, his wife, and Sister Hannah Rashilo. If they could stand on their feet. God bless you, Brother uh, Philip. I was wondering, where's the amen corner? <laughs> amen. All right. They, they were in Middleburg with Pastor Matlangu, and now we had a discussion with the pastor. They have indicated that they would want to come and fellowship with this site, so it was agreed between the pastor and I, hence I'm announcing. Amen. God bless. You may take your seats. Amen. Obama is around. Where is he? Oh, you can stand up. Amen. This is Amen. God bless you. Amen. You can take your seat. I was really rejoicing. Uh, can take your seat. When I was told while I was in Cape Town that Obama uh, managed to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. Now, we really appreciate everything. And I remember last time, uh, let me see, 
if I get to what I need to see here. Amen. Now, just a, it was just a quick note from Sister Matlomosa. Uh, she just wrote in her journal, I was born at uh, Kalinen in a small town in Pretoria. From there, my family moved to Pretoria. Uh, at, I don't know whether it's Lunte or called Flakfontein, which is now Mamilodi. I was born in 1952, May the 29th. I was the last of the four of two brothers and one sister. I grew up in Mamilodi, attended the school there until Mamilodi High School where I did my, G, my JC. From there, I was married to Mr. Matlomoza and I had four children. Unfortunately, one passed on. Now I have uh, one girl and two boys. When I was 59 years, I was born again. And I wish, I wish I can live for God until the day I leave this world, God, until God takes me. And I wish my children and my family could follow in my service because it is where I saw the true God. Amen. So we appreciate our dear sister for leaving such a note. Now the family, uh, normally there is a, 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 an African saying that say you must never when it is according to the scripture. So this one, it is scriptural. Amen. God bless you. Now, as we stand to our feet and just read the weight straight, I'm not going to keep you long. Understand, uh, Brother Wesley is here. God bless you as well. Ah, Brother Zawa is here. Just raise your hand. Amen. Ah, you can, you can. I think last time when I saw him, he was very, very, very small. How old were you then? Five years. Five years. That's when I was staying in Seawusa, so I was staying in their house, so we come back a long way. Amen. Good to see you, uh, Zawa. Saving the Lord, saving the Lord is the best thing that you can do. You see, I'm still standing after so many years. So come and join me. Let's serve the Lord. Amen. Sister Mpanyanas was saying last there by the birthday party and say, when we were young, our friends used to laugh at us that we are old. Now that we are old, when they meet us, they say, you are young. <laughs> uh, because some of them, Amazinia Pumilim, the teeth are long gone. Amen. How many appreciate the Lord? Oh, we, we really look young, folks. Amen. If you meet our peers, you will be very shocked. Look at the life of Sister Maria, Sister Malaza. No walking stick. Amen. No walking stick. So you young ones, stay with the message. If you leave the message the day we meet you, we are not going to recognize you. Sin will deform you. Amen. Stay under the blood. 
let's read the scripture here. Uh, let's read Luke, the tenth chapter, the seventeenth verse. Amen. Luke. Is the tenth? There it is. And the seventy returned again with joy. Saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to threat upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy... And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you. But rather rejoice, because your names are written in heaven. He said, don't, don't rejoice because of signs and wonders, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Are you still with me? Let us read uh, Brother Acts 3, verse 19, just only verse 19, before I allow you to take your seats. Amen. You found it written in this manner. Repent ye therefore. Repent ye therefore. And be converted. And be converted. That your sins may be blotted out. And when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So, therefore, you see, you repent, then you get converted, then your sins are blotted out. Then there is a refreshing that comes from God, a period of rest. Let's bow heads, a gracious heavenly Father. As mortals, here is the Bible we have read, but we are depending on your inspiration. Dear God, we have made it to the house of the Lord so that you can speak to our lives mold and shape our lives in the manner that is fitting for your weight. Most of us this morning, we have come here because we acknowledge that we needed thee. Dear God, whatever we may have done or said that he has never glorified your name, we ask for forgiveness for that. Our greatest desire is to glorify your name at all times. We committed the believers to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats.
Amen. Now, I just want us to continue where we left off on Wednesday. We are speaking on the bright material. Amen. I think Brother Mshavi has been on the way to bright. It was certainly a blessing. Amen. I certainly had a blessed time at Bible Tabernacle with Pastor Harold Beckett's church. We certainly had a blessed time as well. Amen. Sometimes it is so wonderful to see the bride moving in unison, irrespective of where they are geographically. Uh, That's why I do have a problem with uh, private revelations that are not part of the universal move of God. But when you come to Emalatlin and we preach something, and you move on the other uh, parts of the world, you find them preaching exactly the same, then it tells you that it is a move of God on the universal level. Amen. But if it is just your own thing in your corner there, it's a problem. Amen. Uh, God can never be monopolized. Amen. God is a universal being. He's a God in China, he's a God in Zambia, he's a God in South Africa, in America, in the UK, Zimbabwe, everywhere. Amen. Amen. So if you find somebody saying, at this corner we only have the special one, just by saying that, you know it is of the devil. Amen. Amen. Because a God can never love people more in the Malatling and love people less elsewhere. How many say, God, whatever you do for us, do it for the other brethren. And whatever you do for the other brethren, do it for us. So that we are moving at the same pace. Are you still with me? We appreciate the Lord. Now, brothers, if you bring uh, our diagram from Wednesday, so that we just recap for the believers that we're not here. I hope it is visible. I hope it is visible. Amen is half of the church. Is it visible, believers? Amen. So that we, we know what we will be talking about, let me do this. Amen. Before we get into quotation... This, I would say this morning, these are various stages where all of us are on. If you can just, I think there's a humming noise here. These are all the stages where we are this morning. And this is the process that we all have got to go through for us to be the candidates of the rapture. I believe this morning we have come to church because we want to rapture. Uh, If if you have come to church but your end goal is not the rapture, uh, I feel pity for you. Because that means whatever you do, it is in vain. Uh, are you still with me? Yes. Are you still believing that there's going to be a rapture? Yes. Amen. And Noah believed in his message for 120 years. Yes. 
And I believe that as well, at some point in time, there's going to be a body change. Now, this, this is a process that we're, we're speaking about it on Wednesday, that all of us, we started at sinners. All of us. Even the most anointed preacher was a sinner. Even our prophet was a sinner. All of us, we have been sinners at some point in time. Do you agree with that one? Now, in one assembly I heard that a brother was praying and in his prayer says, God, forgive our sins. Now, a deacon after the service called him aside and said, if you say, God, forgive our sins, what do you want visitors to think about us? You want the visitors to think that we are committing sins. Then I realized that the poor deacon does not even know what is sin. Because sin, it means unbelief. Are you still with me? When you doubt God right there, it is a sin. We are not speaking about the attributes of sin. We are speaking about a sin, which is the unbelief. Now, what is happening, what, 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 and what that poor deacon lacked to know is that we, we repent daily. We repent daily. Hallelujah. You cannot, and this, this, may, this especially in Mr. Sackle, it may make people uneasy. There is no way that it can be from the first, first gen until the 31st of December where you don't make a mistake. Where either you might have spoken to somebody in the way that you should have not spoken or reacted in the way that you should have reacted. That is why I said on Wednesday, a believer every evening, they go in their closet and they speak to God and say, God, if I have erred in any way, Forgive me, Lord. Amen. Folks, if you are the kind of a believer that takes chances, just, just leave with no posting of saying, God, forgive me, you are going to have a problem. A company that does not post to review its performance, it will be liquidated. A believer that doesn't post to review how their lives are measuring up to the weight, such believers not long, they either, they either backslide or they just go into a lukewarm form. And the lukewarm form is the most dangerous form that you could be in. Are you still with me? Brother Bram say, God, take me away before I become a hypocrite. And he says the most dangerous thing is to become a borderline believer. Ahab was a borderline believer, but we don't want to be borderline believers. Are you still with me? Now, re repentance, and this, this is beginning to be a phrase or a, 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 a terminology that is beginning to, as days go by, is beginning to disappear, where if a man comes to preach repentance, people don't want to hear about repentance anymore. It reminds me of what the prophet spoke about, a certain man that had pitched a tent, and on the first day, he preached on repentance. Then on the second day, he came again, he preached on repentance. Then on the third day, it was repentance. On the fourth day, it was repentance. On the fifth day, until they stopped him and said, wait, don't you have another sermon? He says, I will only dwell on this until you all repent. Amen. 
Uh, are you still with me? And I believe that those that wanted him not to go on is because the sermon of repentance made them to feel uncomfortable. Even this morning, if we were to speak about repentance, someone will say, but why don't you go into the seals? Brother Brenham's uh, battle with this generation was, how can I teach you algebra when you don't know the ABC? Are you still with me? Now, let's, let's get this quotation in the message. Brother Brenham says, and, and, and once... When you were a sinner, we agreed that you had to repent. Are you still with me? And we agreed that repentance, it is not the beginning and the end of it. It is the beginning of the process. And what is happening? Before you get to becoming a bright material, you've got to go through the conversion. There is a difference between repentance and conversion. You can repent without being converted, but you can never be converted without repenting. Are you still with me? Uh, now, re, uh, the, the repentance, it just means that you are remorseful. You feel sorry for what you have done. And as a result, you, by feeling sorry, you are repenting and say, based on what I have done, I shall never do again. Now, but that does not mean that you are converted. Are you still with me? Because uh, this, this is your willpower. This is your decision that you make based on the conviction. Because you have been convicted of your sins. And you feel remorseful and say, God... On the basis of where I am, I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling good at all. I regret what I have done. But regretting what I've done, and from there, then you will begin to approach the deacons and say, I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then Brother Philip takes you into the pool and baptizes you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you come out of the pool with the hope that you are getting a new conscience from God. But still, all the, despite the scriptural activities that are done around this day, it does not mean that you are converted. Oh, let me just even rattle your nest a bit. After you have repented, you can even speak in tongues. After you have repented, you can even pray for a person, they walk out of a wheelchair. After you have repented, you can pray, you can even sing an anointed song. You can even preach an anointed sermon, but still you are not converted. Are you still with me? There is a journey between repentance and conversion. And you can never be converted until the Holy Ghost comes down and God entrusts you and say, I'm baptizing this individual with the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, there is no conversion. Are you still with me? And the danger today, and I'm just recapping for those that may not have been here. Now, the danger is that there is a journey between repentance and conversion. I don't know how long the journey takes. Some people, as soon as uh, they are baptized, they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Some, they wait for five years. Some, they wait for 10 years. Some, they wait for 20 years. Some, they wait for 30 years. And this morning I can ask, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? 
because that you've got folks you've got to know that you have received the holy ghost you you must know and pinpoint a point and say from this point god honored me and baptized me with the holy ghost and without the holy ghost you can never trust yourself and folks it doesn't matter how long you have been in church we've got people that have been in church for 40 years they are still without the baptism of the holy ghost let me shake you a bit. We've got preachers that are preaching that are without the Holy Ghost. So the gifts, a gift does not mean that you've got the Holy Ghost. Because gifts and callings are without repentance. Are you still with me? Now, we, we said, some, some you baptize, you see, some you baptize them and you see a change. Some you baptize them, you don't see a change. Or some you baptize them for a season, there is a change. And after that season, there is a relapse. But yet they've been baptized. This morning, I want you to interrogate yourself. That the day when I got baptized, and where I am today... Based on what the pastor is putting on the graph, where am I? I cannot answer for you. You've got to answer it for yourself this morning. Before you leave church, you have to answer that. Folks, let me put it this way. When the disciples came back and they were rejoicing that we are casting demons in the name of Jesus Christ. Demons are afraid of us. Judas was there. Judas was part of the signs and wonders. Are you still with me? Judas, when he cast out a demon, the demon fled. But when they came, then Jesus said, rejoice not. Because you are able to bring spirits under subjection. But rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Are you still with me, folks? Not in a church book, but in heaven. There is a reason why Jesus said they should rejoice because their names are written there. Because the people that are going to overcome are the people whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. I'll repeat that to one. It is not the people that have got a better friendship with the pastor. It is the people whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. It's not the people that pray 24 hours. It is the people whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Because when your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, your name shall never be blotted out. Even God has got the inability to blot out your name in the Lamb's book of life. Are you still with me? Judas was part of the ministry. Brother, bring Acts 1 verse 17. Paul says something there. Acts, the first chapter, the 17th. Shall we read it together with me? For he was numbered with us. Do we agree? Judas was numbered with? Amen. And had obtained part of this ministry. 
not the full ministry, but part of the ministry. Folks, with God, almost does not count. You've got to go all the way. Are you still with me? Now, that part is where they perform signs. And Judas was not a sinner. Judas, for the better half of three and a half years, he was not a sinner. He was a good brother. He was even, I think even if they could have asked you who's going to betray Jesus, Peter was a likely person that you could have come up with his name because of his temperament. Judas, even when, when, when they had spent money, he got worried and said, listen guys, we are really messing up here. Shouldn't we have money that we can reallocate and help the poor? He was a decent man. But uh, you don't need to be decent. You need to be born again. Are, are you still with me? Now, Brother Brenham says, in this message, God's way that's been made for us. Paragraph 142. He says, I followed up another man here not long ago. They talk about a lot of this. He said he went to one city and he had 5,000 conversions. We followed right behind it, not me, a group of ministers. And took the cards and followed them back again. In 30 days time, they couldn't find 30 that claimed to be saved. So it was was 5,000 conversions that they claimed had happened. But when they go back to try to find only 30, they couldn't find them. You know what I think? I think it's conviction in state of conversion. And it says conversion is when a man is born again of the spirit of God. Are you still with me? So that means as they preach and say people must repent and people got repented for all they know. But this group of ministers thought that it was conversion only to find that it was conviction But conviction is not conversion. Because conviction is when you reconsider your ways. But conversion is when God makes you to be reborn with his spirit. Are you still with me? Come back to my slide. Now, when you repent, it does not mean that you are born again. Hallelujah. When you reap, it means that you are expressing a desire to be born again. But you are not born again. When you get baptized, it does not mean that you are born again. It means you are expressing the desire to be born again. Because remember, being born again, it takes three elements. It takes the blood. Hallelujah. It takes the water. Then it takes the spirit. So the blood and the water without the spirit can never bring birth. Are you still with me? You can acknowledge Jesus Christ as your personal savior that he died for you on the cross. That is the blood part. But after that, then you are baptized in the water. 
But when you come out of the water, it does not mean that you are born again. The only time when you are born again is when the Spirit comes into you. Ah, this one we're going to read it. Brother Rumi in Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Paragraph 234. He says, what is the new birth? He, there's few pages where he was answering this question. He says, what is the new birth then? You would say, well, Brother Branham, what is the new birth? He says, it is the revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. Then in the same message when you read, he says, when he is revealed to you by the Holy Ghost. Are are you you still with me? Folks, let's not pretend like we don't know. Some God baptized, but Jesus was never personally revealed to them. A lot of times when the message finds a family, the design is that everyone in the family must accept the message. But uh, even though it may seem that everybody accepts the message, but it is still an individual affair. Are are you still with me? The, The wife can come because the husband is coming. Or the husband can come because the wife is coming. The children can come because the parents are coming. But their coming does not mean anything. Until individually, Jesus Christ is personally revealed to them. And if Jesus has not been revealed for them, they have just been reformed. But we are not looking for reformation. We are looking for conversion. Conversion, it means that you are now a new creature in Christ Jesus. A creature that has no worldly desires anymore. Are you going to stay with me? Bring the diagram. Are you still with Now, you that are new in the faith, hear me and hear me very well. And, and, and based on this, the, the, the most interesting thing that as a pastor, you must pastor the whole graph, ne? Are you here? Now, let's put it this way. After you have repented, then you come to the service, you are rejoicing. We said we don't know how long it takes. It is at God's discretion how long it takes for you to move from this stage to the conversion stage. However, if you are not diligent, have you heard Brother Bram a lot of times he says, come to the altar and never leave the altar until God baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Now, if, if, if you are just satisfied just to be baptized in the message, just to be associating with the message church, and just coming, singing, having a friendship with the people in church. But uh, you don't seek the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What is going to happen is that not long, if you don't come here, you can drop down here. 
And when you drop down here, you become lukewarm. You are not cold. You are not hot. Are you still with me? You are a believer based on circumstances that you find yourself in. And you are an unbeliever based on the circumstances you find yourself. So you are circumstantial. Ah, you know what I'm talking about. Are, are you still with me? Now, when you, when you are here, the, Brother Rumi said that is the most dangerous zone that a believer can be in. And when you are here, you are actually a stumbling block for many people that, are, that can see the faith. But when they look at your life, they say, if this guy claims to go to church but is like this, then that means there is nothing in church. When you are here, you live a double life. Because you are caught between two opinions. You want to serve God, but you don't serve him. Are you, still with? you are serving God and mammon at the same time. Are you still with me? Here is my question. The people that know you out in the world, if they were to meet us, what would they say about you? There are, there are others, if you say, hey, brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so fellowships with us. They say, no. But what you are saying, there is no way that that one is part of this. Based on how they know you. But, but I'm glad, young people hear me, I'm glad. There are some young people that are a testimony to this world, not because mom and dad are in charge, but because they have been converted. And when you are converted, you can live for God even when the church is not there. And when you are not converted, it doesn't matter, you can sleep in the pastor's house. And still be as sinful as you can be. It means absolutely nothing. Are you with me? The the other time, I was testifying to certain young men. And we're talking about faith. And as I was explaining to these other ones, then their friend said, there is no way that people can live the way you are talking in this day and age. There's absolutely no way. Now, later, I asked them, I said, okay, fine, where do you go to school? Then they mentioned the name of the boarding school. Then, as we mentioned, as we, I carried on explaining, one of them said, wait a minute. Do you know such and such person? I said, I know. He, they mentioned a sister's name. I said, yes, I know. Then... This other one turned around to the rest of the friends that were not in the, that boarding school. Then he said, listen, guys, I know for a fact there are people that are still living the way this man is explaining. <laughs> Say, I know again she's in our school. I have observed her over a four-year period, and I've observed that definitely she's a Christian. The young man said, I can even bet with my own life that indeed she's a Christian. Then I said, what makes a young man who's a sinner to be able to say, I can put my life on the line to affirm that that sister is a a sister, she's a believer. And mind you, where the sister was, there were no services. It's out there in the boarding school. 
There is no pastor. There are no deacons. She's there. There are no parents. She's out there alone. What makes her to live like that when no eye is watching over her? It's because she did not just repent. She is converted. And her faith in God is not circumstantial. Are you still with me? Oh, God bless you, brother Chimez. I didn't see you. Amen. Good to see you. They had a wonderful wedding there in Zimbabwe. Amen. Well dressed. Amen. Now, are you still with me? Now, lukewarm. Now, I'm going to say a few things. There is a group that is here. It's a bright material. Let me check or bring it to you what is a bright material. In the message, The Perfect Faith, paragraph 114. Perfect Faith, paragraph 114. Brother Brenham says something there to give a picture. He says, and so when a man, listen to this, when a man lives by faith and walks by faith, I mean substance of faith, he is isolated from the entire world and becomes a new creature in Christ. There, now, now, he says, now, you are getting into bright material. Are you see? You are getting into a rapturing condition. Are you still with me? But first, there must be faith. You must walk by faith and substance faith. And you must isolate yourself from the entire world and become a new creature in Christ. What does it mean? When it says you need to isolate yourself, it doesn't mean that you need not to go to work anymore. It doesn't mean that you need not to visit your relatives anymore. But it means that you are living in this world, but your habits are not of this world. Are you here, people? Folks, let's put it this way. Whatever the world loves, we must not love. Certain things are not wrong. But the moment you see the world being obsessed with them, that's an indication that probably there may be something behind this that you don't see with your naked eye because the world will never love the things of God. Uh, Do we still review, folks, and pause and say, this looks worldly. Today, even there are certain uh, languages or phrases that are beginning to leave the message, folks. When was the last time you looked at something and in your heart you say, that's too worldly? And if that does not happen, that means your thinking man's filter is blocked. I've got no better way of putting Sisters, are you here? When were, the devil is clever. He realized that our sister, remember the greatest target in the end time, it is a message believer. 
I don't care what, they, whatever Satan does every morning, the main target is the message believer. If you see an economy collapsing, the main target is a message. The devil is not fighting against the people of his own. Because a kingdom can never be divided. Satan is against the bride of Jesus Christ. Are you here? Uh, Sisters, the devil realized that you love long dresses. He as well went into his tailor-making business. And said, they love long dresses. Let me help them as well. Are you with me? But remember, Satan will take the right pattern and slightly just change it. You, oh, I'm going to preach here. It can look long, but still be of the David. The, the rightness of it is not in the length. There are so many things that go with it. Are you, are you with, with me? I'm going to preach here, folks. And let me tell you, every pastor is responsible for his church. Are you, are you with me? I, I, I will never, at the day of judgment, I will never be responsible for Pastor Swenson's church. I will be responsible for this church. And I cannot say because Pastor Swenson allowed it, uh, I didn't know what to do. What is happening? Every message church is sovereign. Hallelujah. And if they can decide overnight that they want to preach or offer witness and the members are happy with it, we are not going to introduce it here. It is good for them there, but it will never be good for us. The standard for this church, it is the weight. Uh, you, you have heard me correct. I don't say it's Pastor Marima's desires, wishes. It is the weight. The, the final thing that settles all the matters in this church, it is the weight. Are, are you still with me? We, we are losing our young people in numbers. Because... There's, a, there's an obsession with the fashion of the world. Oh, maybe you may not know. Wealthiness is creeping back into the message. Hear me out. In this church, we believe that you must be clean. That is not negotiable because clean, goldiness is next to, cleanness is next to goldiness. Uh, you've got to be clean. You've got to bath. You've got to look presentable. Are you, so, so I'm discounting the fact that somebody may say, you want us to look very shabby. No, we want you to pre- be presentable. But in a modest way. In a way that still brings you out as a believer. You, folks, are you, are, you, are you with me? Look warm. This here, this over here, and those over there. You must know that we can be on the same journey, but be on different stages of the journey. So that is why your role model, young girl and young boy, should not be a brother or a sister in church. It must be the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I don't care how long they've been in the service. Number of years in the message absolutely means nothing to me. You are as, as good as you are now. You can say 20 years ago, I'm not looking at 20 years. I'm looking at what you are now. Are you still with me? Now, you, you have a bunch that is here. Then you have a bunch that is there. The greatest danger is that when you are here, you look down here for a role model. Are you here? Even you that have recently come into faith, the people that you find in church are not role models. You still need to check, what does the word say about this? What does the prophet say about this? Are are you with me? And if you find somebody that has been long with us, doing the things that are not there, they are here. Are you still with me? When you are here, you are neither cold nor hot. And maybe the warning bell that I sounded to our young people. This church, we believe, under no circumstances, under, under, must a believer marry an unbeliever. Uh, You can say it. Under, I want you to say it. Under, don't bring a circumstance. I say under, there is no circumstance that you can list. Under, must a believer marry an unbeliever. I see. Why am I pre- and let me put it this way. Some when you have made a mistake on the journey of life, you don't want your mistake to become a doctrine of the church. You still want to say, Look, I made a mistake, but I wish that everyone else must not make the mistake that I've made. The, the moment, the moment you have made a mistake. And you have been forgiven and you carry on. But you say, every time we mention say, why are you talking about it? Do you want us to make your mistake a doctrine? You are being unfair. Yeah. Uh, 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 hey, do you want your children to do exactly what you have done, mama? Do you want your children to do exactly what you have done, daddy? You have done that mistake, but you say, my children, learn from me. Don't do what I have done. And you that have made mistakes and are forgiven, have the audacity to tell young ones, look young girl, I was your age. Look young man, I was your age. And at your age, I thought I was clever. But later, because of the wounds, I had a wisdom that this must be avoided. Don't be like us. You are still here. Don't travel the route that we travel. Avoid that path because that path is heavy. Can I get an amen here? If there is an exception, it means there is a rule. There can never be exception unless there is a rule. The existence of exception testifies that there is a rule. Can I get an amen for Under. I don't care how handsome. Under. 
I don't care how rich he is, under. Why? I must teach you so that, and I said it on Wednesday. Young ones, and brothers, brothers don't marry these days. Us, when we were growing up, all I was thinking is that God help me to finish my tertiary education. God help me to get a job. God, after the job, I need to have a family. Some of us, we, I mean, last time when I was staying in Siabusa, I had a very old computer. I wanted to get married. I was doing a spreadsheet. Hey, the numbers do good in balance. I said, yo, this man that I earn is too little for the mission that I have. But I said, no matter how little the money is, I'm going to get married. I did my spreadsheet and later God intervened. But these ones, they can even earn so much money, drive bigger cars, and never get married. Why are they not getting married? They are getting things that are in the marriage, outside the marriage, but they still have the spoken word. Shame on you! Sometimes the girl child is backsliding because the boy child is not in his place. Why? If you are earning money, you stay alone. Why are you not getting married? Beards are all over. You are not getting... What is, what is wrong? Something has gone wrong. And I'm not saying it only on this church. I'm saying it across the message of the hour. They are always missing on the radar. Getting old. Brother Mama say, let them marry young. And some even have got the audacity to say, that I'm like Paul. Paul for what? <laughs> Who did you convert like Paul? Are you moving from place to place preaching the gospel? Your prophet married young. And after, he, after the wife passed away, he never stayed long. He married again. That means he understood that there are certain demonic forces that you need a wife behind you to fight those demonic forces. A man that has got no wife, you never know his actual address. Wherever he sleeps is his home. Is it so, brother Mbayan, brother Mbayan? Didn't we want to get married, brother Mutab? What are these young ones? And we didn't end much then. These ones, they end much, but no movement. No movement at all. Thirty-three years old, no wife. And another thing that drives it is low ambition. They can't hold a job. 
And if you have never demonstrated responsibility in your personal, in this church, you can never be a young man and not go to school. You must be doing something. You can't just loiter around. We will ask, what are you doing? Next day, what are you doing? There is a reason why we are asking, who are you going to lead when you are directionless? Are you still with me? Yeah. Hey, brothers, parents, hear me out. If a young man pitches up at by your doorstep and says he wants to marry your daughter, and you ask that, look, are you going to be able to provide? Because the moment you ask, are you going to be able to provide for her? They say, oh, you are not spiritual. Hey, <laughs> hear me. God will provide only works when he has provided a brain for you to wake up in the morning and do something with that brain. You can't marry somebody's daughter and say, God will provide while you are sleeping the whole day. Laziness. Young men are becoming lazy. In the, uh, me, they hate me. I know. I know because I ask difficult questions. After you have told me about the seven seed, I will say, Monday, where are you going to go? Monday morning, where are you going to go? Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. And young girls, when we baptize a brother, he is not a marriage material until he has proven himself. Can I get an Amen. amen. After he's gone out of the baptismal pool, he still is still, just a wet sinner that is still waiting for God to baptize him with the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you dare try to play gimmicks or games with your life, you will regret for the rest of your life. Amen. The greatest danger in the message today, it is in this zone. Are you still with me? Yes. Brother Brenham says in this message the three kinds of believers paragraph 186 He says now that is that is what the believer now the unbeliever now, the third class we are speaking about is the make-believer. Boy, the make-believer. So, the make-believer, bring my diagram. Make-believers are here. Look, they have not backslidden. Neither are they converted. They are just borderline, hanging around here. He says, now remember, in their stood all three, we find that they do exactly like their father does, Judas. There was Peter and the rest of the apostles, believers. There was the 70 unbelievers. There was Judas, hung right on. He was a make-believer. What do they do? This is the kind that holds on 
until they can find something, a fault in it. They are looking every time to find a loophole. Folks, when the word says this way, they always find, they always have but. With that but, they present a loophole. Here, sisters, I, I'm making a bold challenge to you. And I, I just wonder, I think it's Sister Angela, got a very good paying job with one of the electrical companies. She studied engineering. Now, they had accepted her to come and work there. And she joined them. And after she joined them, later they were prescriptive that she cannot wear skirts or dresses. She must wear trousers. Okay? She came up with a compromise that, look, not a compromise in the message that she was compromising. She showed them a safety attire that she could wear, which was neither a trouser, neither a dress. They rejected. And when they rejected, she said, listen, it was a great offer, but I won't carry on with it because I cannot compromise who I am because of the job. Why? She never wanted to find a loophole. But there are clever ones. Clever ones. No, it is only during the week. Brothers are not there. Oh, long dresses only for brothers. Now, explain to me. You take a short route and say, no, because I need this job. I need to provide. I, then you will take it. And after you have taken it, do you think that this God that we serve will say what you have done, the sacrifice that our sister made, and you compromise it? Do you think God is going to honor you? At the day of judgment, that sister will condemn you. We live during a time our young people have but. What if? If they start with what if, it's very dangerous, brother, uh, uh, what, because I've got a, a question and answers with them later on. They must not run away. Ask me those difficult questions. And I've always said, in this church, if a sister is at a workplace and things are difficult for her for whatever reason, you can bring me as your representative at your workplace. I will stand for you. Amen. And if your employer is not amendable, we can take him to the highest court in the land to respect your faith because it's your democratic right. If, mo- if, Muslims, if Muslims can be respected, boy, message believers must get better respect. Are you here? Even trust is here, here. We are willing to pay a lawyer as a church to take whatever situation that compromises a child of God. But, but you must have a backbone. You cannot say amen when you are with us. When you are with them, you say, no, you must have a backbone. We will back you up. We can never preach you to do something that we are not willing to bear the consequences with you. You will never go hungry. Never. Never. When you respect this, you will never go hungry. 
We will turn everything upside down to protect you. Come on, our young people. Uh, We are not just preaching. We are willing to support you. But you must be willing to stand out. Parents are saying amen. I'm glad you are saying. But most parents, if a principal says in this school, this is how we do it. Parents say, ah, it's only school. A Muslim would never accept that. Never. I tell you, the principals, when they know that the parents has got a meeting with them and they know that it's a Muslim, they know that goodness boy is going to go down to the wire. Because they, are, they don't move an inch. There is a case that is at the constitutional court as we speak where a Muslim woman is in the military. They were refusing her to wear, what do you call it? The thing that they wear? There's something that Muslims wear? Yes. They wanted her to wear that and she said she couldn't wear it. Then she said, they said, no, then you don't have a job. Oh, right there. Muslim advocates were ready. They have taken the case to the constitutional court. How are we going to cater the case to the constitutional court, brothers, when you don't read? But if we have our own, we are able to say, hey, we've got senior counsel, Clement, we are ready for you. But if we don't do that, we are not having the liberty to say so. They wait until they find a loophole. And message churches today are in a mess because we found a loophole. Brother Brenham didn't mean it like that. Or when he said it, he was not aware of this. Then what's happening? The message gets diluted. And when it gets diluted, those that were here, not here on Wednesday, I mentioned that a sister sent me an email and said, I want to come to church, but I want to know that are these things still not allowed? Then I realized that uh, half of them are already in our midst. Then a backslider that left 20 years ago comes into the message group. He can't recognize them anymore. Sisters underneath garment are shaped by their dresses. When, when we preach about this, people get uncomfortable because why? The mother is right, the child has gone this way. So everybody's jitter is on the edge of their seat. Things that we used to preach against denomination today, when we preach them, they offend message people. We used to break about when we came across Pentecostal that we are not like you. Look at us. And we sang songs. Our faith is not like their faith. Our rock is not like their rock. Today, we have been intermingled with Moab. Our young boys can never no longer see a difference between a sister and a denominational woman. They look exactly the same. They live exactly the same. 
our young men that used to stand firm and confront in institutions of learning, bring the message, challenge their peers, they no longer do that because they have gone weaker. Their colleagues know better about them that this one is not a believer. Things that we never thought would be in our midst are in our midst. Young men drinking during the week. On Sunday morning, they are back in church. Amazing grace. And there are folks in the pews know that that guy did not. Even mom knows that the boy never slept at home. But he, he's, she's happy or he's happy that the boy is singing. What happened to those parents that say, my boy, you did not sleep at home. I cannot take you to church. And when they come to church, they say, deacons, I've left the boy at home. After church, come with me so that you can talk some sense into that boy. If he does not mend his way, I cannot allow him to come to church. The days when parents will excommunicate their children before the church does so are gone. Today, it's territorial. Not my child. If a deacon speaks to the child, the child reports the deacon. Next Sunday when you come, you don't even greet a deacon. And your child is going deeper and deeper into sin. Am I talking here? It used to be, I'm going to appreciate, 99% of young girls used to be brought before the altar as visions. Today, 99% of daughters are brought before the altar. They are no longer visions. Boy, they have not left church. They are in church. They have not left the spoken way. They have got spoken ways. The days when I mean, when we grow up, you would have never dared to kiss a sister before the pastor pronounced that, I pronounce your husband and wife. Even that day, when the pastor say, you may kiss the bride, you are very shy because it has never done before. But this one, they even kiss and lift their leg. <laughs> Sobriety has left us. We remain with the reputation of the yesteryear. Come on, your, your girls are kissing boys. Yeah. Your boys are kissing boy, girls. But they are in the message. Yeah. Why? It's because the pulpit has gone weaker. Yeah. Pastors are looking for more members. They are looking for tithes. They are looking for offering. Oh, glory. May God help us today. A pastor cannot preach because why? The child of the person that is misled, misbehaving is the top earner in the church. And he thinks that if I preach this way, after church, the brother that ends more is going to say, Pastor, we need to talk about what you preach about. Oh God, help us to have real ministers back to the pulpit that can preach the way in an uncompromising manner. So that the power of the message is raised. Our children can know that, look, I don't meet the standard, but God, help, give me grace. I want to go and meet the standard. But if there is no standard, there will never be an aspiration to meet the standard. I'm saying, let us raise the bar. 
and show what is the, the bridal standard. I saw a vision and they were singing on what Christian soldier. It says the voice said, there comes the bride. It says they were wearing long dresses and they were loose dresses and they were moving in a modesty way. May God help us. Message churches are drowning in this zone. Even now, not many of you still have the courage to confront a brother, sister, and sister. I don't think it is right. Because why the sensitivities are high. You are afraid that if I say it wrong, she may even say, I'm no longer going to go to church. Brother Philip never spoke to me nicely. And then the poor brother Philip has a burden. So and so no longer comes to church, they say it's me. The next time he's afraid to correct anybody, say, I don't want anybody to leave church because of me. Why are other churches, are they getting right, sisters, on dressing? They've got elderly sisters that are able to engage young sisters face to face and have difficult conversations with them. Guiding them. I don't say you need to be harsh on them. Guiding them with love. Sister, you are a blessing. We are proud of, of the decision that we made to serve God. But just be careful because from this angle, Satan wants to overtake you. And a young sister doesn't sulk and walk in that way with body being thrown all over the sides. She's able to say, Mommy, even though the sister is not her mom, Mommy, thank you for the love. I will fix this. And the sweet spirit continues even after correction. Not today. Not today. After the service, if you call another girl who correct, the next time you will deal with the mother. Say, don't talk to my child. Ne? That's my child. It's not our child. It's my child. And, and when we, they are with the child, the child is crying and say, hey, you don't know. Sister so-and-so spoke to me like this and tried to correct me. Then the mother right there goes hard on the sister, says to her, what did she do? She's useless. Look how she dresses. Cheap material. You've got class, my girl. She's jealousy of you. Calling wealthiness class. Our generation. Drowning here. But it is not gloom and doom. They shall be a bride. They shall be a bride. Men and women that are up here, 
men and women, every day, they listen to the word. They pray for their families. And as they are here, they are ready for the rapture. They are bearing, oh goodness, they, they are wondering which more someone can we listen to? Which more book can I read? Every evening, they bring their families around the altar. And they say, Johnny, how was the day today? And Johnny says, Daddy, it was tough. And Daddy says, don't worry. We're going to commit it to the Lord. Amen. You, how was he, Mrs. L- Mrs. over there? And the young girl say, it was tough. They made fun of me. And Dad pulls the girl and say, my daughter, you're a daughter of the most high God. Amen. We are not the people of this world. We are pilgrims and strangers here. Amen. We shall not be like them. Amen. Parents that can bring after the devil has fought against and wrestled against their children in the evening. They reassure them that Jehovah is still Jehovah. If I would ask the children, when was the last time in the middle of the night you just had dad pray? And wonder, what is dead praying for? No. Today's dead, when they sleep, they are dead. <laughs> when I grew up, there were times, two o'clock, and when I was sleeping, I would hear my mother pray. And, I, and I, I would, my heart would start pounding. Say, are we in trouble? Why would this woman pray at two o'clock in the morning? Is there trouble? Should pray, mention our names. The other time, my former flatmate rang me and said, I lost contact with you and I came across on the internet. I saw that you are a pastor. I said, Now I'm a pastor. He says, You must really thank your mother for all those prayers. He's not a believer. Our children need such that can commit him to the commit them to the law. I said there will be a bride material. Let me just read before I release you. Brother Brenham says in the message the invisible union of the bride, paragraph three two. He says I've deliberately, if you bring, have you seen that I've deliberately put the book of life here? Because everyone that is born, your deeds are documented in the book of life. And your name can be blotted out of the book of life. And I've put here the Lamb's book of life. And I said, those that are in this arena, their names are in the Lamb's book of life. No matter what Satan does, they are here to stay. And those that may be here, there are some people that are innocent that are here. Some is because of church politics, poor leadership. Most of things have gone wrong, but it is in them. They will come up here and they will move up with the journey once again. Why? Because their names are in the Lamb's book of life. 
and others that are here will just backslide and blaspheme God. Now, Brahman says, your name, paragraph 224, your name is now in the new book. So that means your name was here, but now your name is now in the new book, not the book of life. Hallelujah. Not the book of life, but the Lamb's book of life. You see? What the Lamb redeemed. These people are here because the Lamb redeemed them. Not the old book of the natural union. When you are here, you are still married to the old husband, which is Satan. But when you move here, you have got to die to yourself. You can't remarry unless you die. If you remarry while he's still alive, it is adultery. Then it says, not, your old, not old book of your natural union, but your new bride. Hallelujah. Your new life is in the Lamb's book of life. Your marriage certificate. In the Lamb's book of life, we know that it is the seven seals. Now it says, where your true eternal gem from the beginning takes hold. Now you are not only forgiven. Oh, but boy, you are not only forgiven, but you are justified. Glory to God. He says, look up the way. The way doesn't mean forgiven. The word means justified. It doesn't mean that you are, it, it mean you are forgiven. For instance, if you had a got drunk and did some evil things and everything, then you come around and say to me, you find out that I didn't do it. Then you come around and say, Brother Branham, I forgive you. Forgive me. I didn't do it at the first place. Now, if I did do it, I'm guilty. But you could forgive me and I wouldn't be guilty, but yet I'm not justified because I've actually done it. But the people that are here, if you remove it, brother, the people that are over here, they've been justified. God does not remember their sins anymore. It is as if they have never done it in the first place. There are people in this church that committed sins, but this morning, God does not even remember any of them. It's as if they have never done it in the first place, because that's what justified means. And our greatest desire, and our goal as a church, we want everybody to come in this zone. God bless you, Rishi. As we stand to our feet. Brother Kuni, I am redeemed. I am redeemed.
in the building.
surrender all, all to Thee. Brother Mpayana will come and wrap up in prayer for us. Amen. I
we are acknowledging Almighty God that it's our prayer when we left our homes, Lord, that such a sermon, Heavenly Father, will be delivered to us, Heavenly Father. Amen. It's the fulfillment of our wishes, Lord. Mm. Heavenly Father, our prayers has been answered this morning. Yes. That's why we can sing and say we surrender all, Heavenly Father. Mighty God, the correction starts in the house of the Lord, Lord. Mm. That we may not eternally be just the Heavenly Father. Mm. Daily we repent, Heavenly Father. Yes. Sermon after sermon we repent, Almighty God. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father, coming and speaking to us in this manner. We thank you, Heavenly Father. So, Almighty God, once more, Heavenly Father, may we meditate upon this sermon. Let it be so far. We meditate, Heavenly Father, and pray over it, Heavenly Father. Almighty God, let us not, Heavenly Father, as the, our pastor said, Heavenly Father, mm. the prophet says, Almighty God, we come to church, not to come and twist and change the way, Heavenly Father, to feed us, Lord. Mm. But this morning, it's our prayer, Heavenly Father, that we may change, Heavenly Father, to feed the way. Exactly. We may change and feed the message of the hour, Heavenly Father. We pray that we may be candidates, Heavenly Father, of the rapture. Yes. That's the reason we come to change, only Heavenly Father, that we may change, Heavenly Father, that we may repent, Lord, and Heavenly Father, become candidates of this rapture, Lord. The candidate of the bride, Heavenly Father. Yes. Bless each and every individual here, Almighty God. You know, Heavenly Father, this is a confirmation, Lord, mm. that we are not of this world, Heavenly Father. Yes. Indeed, we are pilgrims and we are strangers. We are seeking for a city whose builder and maker is God. We are not of this world, Lord, Heavenly Father. That's why, Heavenly Father, we will not conform to this world. Mighty God, now and then, Heavenly Father, you will come, Heavenly Father, and speak to us, Lord. You will come, Heavenly Father, and rebuke us, Almighty God, and say, stay on the line, Heavenly yes. Father. When we go out of the line, Lord, we appreciate you, Heavenly Father. We appreciate you this morning, Heavenly Father, that you came and say, Heavenly Father, that you still love us, Almighty God. Yes. This is an indication, Heavenly Father, that you love us, Heavenly Father. Mm. When we go out of the way, Heavenly Father, you come, Heavenly Father, and say, stay on the line. Yes. We appreciate you, Heavenly Father. We say, bless our pastor, Lord. So Give him wisdom, Heavenly Father. Give him strength, Heavenly Father, yes. that he may not live even a little bit, Heavenly Father, mm. that he will tell us, Heavenly Father, if you are wrong, Lord. Mm. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that we still have such a pastor, Lord. <laughs> so we, we just thank you, Heavenly Father. We say give him much more, Heavenly Father, yes. that he may preach, Heavenly Father, without fear and favor, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Mighty God, that we, we may be candidates, Heavenly Father. Mm. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Mm. We, can, we, can, we can stand here, Lord. We can stand here with our youth, Heavenly Father. Mm. Yes. That we are testimony, Lord. 
That's but if right. you take God at His word, mm. you'll never leave us even. Yes. Here we are, Heavenly Father, that you have been with us, Lord, until this day. Lord. Yes. So thank, thank you, Father. Heavenly Father. We pray for each and every individual that has had this morning. Yes, Lord. That the Almighty God depart with us, Lord. Preach more into our hearts, Heavenly Father. On our way, Heavenly Father. Throughout the week, on our homes, at our schools, at our yes. work, Lord. May you just, Heavenly Father, come and preach even more this sermon, Lord. Yes, Heavenly Father, we commit this sermon, Heavenly Father. We commit this church, Heavenly it Father. Let it be so, Father. Commit everything that has been done this morning, Lord, into thy capable hands. And all this, Heavenly Father, mm. we say, Almighty God, undertake them, Heavenly Father. Mm. Almighty God, may you bless us, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. as a church, all of us shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Jehovah is your name. Amen. Jehovah is your name.
Jehovah, 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 Jehovah,
In God we trust. Have a blessed week. God bless you. Some will see you on Wednesday, others next Sunday. Have a blessed week. Amen. Just give us any joyful song. Our visitors, much appreciated. It would be great to have you once again next week. Amen. Same time, 9 o'clock. We are ready. We are ready. We are ready. We are ready.